Hello there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Writing the Nerds. Uh, this is Cody, and with me are... Jagger! Yeah, and say Rayshawn here, and today we are burdened with glorious purpose. Glorious purpose. To talk about Disney. Glorious destiny. Disney Plus's newest uh, six-week time sink every Wednesday. Right. Uh, Loki. Loki. It's been. I've not seen one yet that Disney has put out in these Marvel series that has been bad. I know. Um, I will probably venture to say that, and it, it is by no means any kind of depiction of its quality, mm. because it is amazing by itself. But the weakest of the three so far has been Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yep. But that doesn't mean Falcon and Winter Soldier wasn't epically awesome. It's just, I feel like WandaVision and Loki have driven me to watch them. Mm. As they come out, and Falcon and Winter Soldier, I don't know. I was excited. I liked it. Great. We had a lot of speculation, a lot of rampant, you know, rampant speculation, rumors. It was fun. Um, but I felt like WandaVision. I did a lot more fan theories. Yeah. For this has definitely been fan theory to death. Uh, I didn't do that with Falcon and Winter Soldier. No. So. But like I said, doesn't mean it felt like a one-off for me. It felt like it was um, they're trying to get back to normal with regular um, movie cinema versus the the fan theory. Falcon and Winter Soldier was very much a buddy cop. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a buddy cop thing, whereas WandaVision was more of a mystery. Even though the mystery was cleared up before the end of it, you know, Wanda was doing all of it, and she even come to realize that. Um, the Agatha all along really had no bearing yeah. on it. Like, it was all Wanda. Hmm. But there was a lot of room for speculation and theories, whereas Falcon and Winter Soldier, there wasn't. It was, we knew who the bad guys were. We knew what they were after. We knew their motivations. And with this, it's still, with Loki, it's still a mystery. We don't know who's at the end of this timeline. Yeah, that's true. I guess we'll find out this upcoming Wednesday in the riveting conclusion, too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I have a theory. <laughs> I have a theory. We'll see if our theories align. Even even my eldest here, Genesis, has a theory. And so. uh, just to be the odd man out, I'm just going to go ahead and say, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, I mean, let's get into it, because, I mean, this was... This was lo- this is the Loki at the end of Avengers. Yeah. He has just been pummeled mm-hmm. by the Avengers. They even bring that up. Didn't these guys come together to literally avenge Coulson's death because mm-hmm. of you? Yeah. So yeah, that's exactly what happened. Like, I mean, this was uh this is the bad guy Loki. This was the Loki that I didn't really care for. Yeah. It wasn't until later. It was like, okay, I like this Loki. I like Loki. Loki's starting to grow. See, I had a lot of fun with Loki because he gave us the weirdest Anthony Hopkins expression that ever. And it was Thor. Ah. Yeah. Hey! Hey! Right? So, I I love Loki because of that. And he just kind of bows out. Yeah, Yeah. not bad. (laughs) Right? So, but that Loki, that's this Loki. 
Loki, yeah. that Loki, this Loki did that. Mm-hmm. Right, the where the, the variance happens was Endgame, where he got away. Yeah, which wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah, which kind of happened. Like depending on how you look at it, which kind of happened in 2012 in New York, but it happened in a different timeline that got reset and pruned. Which I guess we're it kind of leads a question to me: Shouldn't we have like? If an entire timeline gets pruned, that whole timeline goes to that mm-hmm. void, right? Right. So does, how many versions of, like, Captain America and Iron Man and the Hulk has Alioth snacked on? Uh, probably hundreds, if not thousands. Right? So, <laughs> let's see. Right so, out the gate, we mm-hmm. get to the TVA. One of the first things we see is a variant scroll. Oh, yeah. I love that. Just a little, boop, there's a scroll for you. Smile. It was basically a wink and a nod to the audience. Oh, yeah. Like, here you go. Here's something to chew on. By the way, we're going to Easter egg the fuck out of this show. Oh, God, yeah. So, I don't know. We get, it's real fun because in that first episode, we get a very, we basically get the Loki from 2012 into the mindset of the Loki from uh, Infinity War Mm. in that first episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, the introduction of the TVA in itself was a lot of fun. Yeah. If only for, like, the way everything works up until the point he gets in front of Renslayer. Right. Like, when, uh, was it, B-15 smacks him in the jaw with the thing. Yeah. And it slows him down. She's like, you're tr- you're moving at one sixteenth normal speed, but feeling all that pain in real time. Yeah. I was just like, ooh, that's kind of sadistic. Right? <laughs> she enjoyed that way too much. Oh, yeah. She was very much enjoying what she was doing. Um, she, You can kind of get that feel that she was, she very much likes the violence and likes to be able to lord it over people, like the shit that she can do. Um, kind of makes me wonder... You know, maybe we should say it for, for towards the end, but kind of makes me wonder who she was before the TVA. Right. You know, when Sylvie shows her and she goes, I looked happy. Really? Mm-hmm. Kind of angry. <laughs> right. And well, what was that happiness? Just like, I remember when I was torturing a guy. And <laughs> right. That's, uh, yeah. So I had, I had the electrodes clipped to his nipples and I was just marveling at the, the great work I was doing. And then bam. Now I'm here. <laughs> Linked him up to a car battery I just bought fresh from Advanced Auto. Yeah, from Advanced Auto. One of those new diehards. I saw the Bruce Willis commercial and thought, <laughs> this is going to be great. Oh, this will pack enough power. Sometimes I'd use Duralast for the irony. <laughs> so we get Loki, being Loki. Um, and the first time you get the sense that. There's some actual danger here for Loki. It's when they're in that basically huge bank line maze and they're like, take a ticket. And the mm. fat kid or whatever, yeah. little mouthy shit, won't take a ticket. Loki's just like, there's only two of us here. And then he's like, take a ticket. And so Loki just angrily snatches one, mm. shows it to the guy. I got your damn ticket. All right. And then... Dickhead kid gets to the front of the line and he ain't got a ticket and he gets go he gets gone. 
which real is, quick. Which is funny. Why even go through all that pageantry? Does anybody ever get found not guilty? Right? I was wondering that myself. But then again, where are all the TVA employees from? Mm-hmm. Like, how do they get around? How do they become a thing? I mean, I guess if you're found not guilty, do you get brainwashed then and become an agent? Like, or, mm-hmm. I don't know. And they give you a, a name like Mobius M. Mobius. <laughs> he is actually, I didn't know this, uh, mm-hmm. his whole character design is based off of a comic book creator. Um, I can't remember who. Hmm. Um, I remember reading that. And I was like, "Oh shit, he does." Yeah, the mustache and everything. Let me see if I can find that. Mobius. Mobius is just a lot of fun in general. That's Owen Wilson. Yeah. Owen Wilson hasn't done anything real spectacular in a while. No. But he he brings that Owen Wilson charm that we all yes. needed. The. Uh. <laughs> I mean, even that first introduction when he's saving Loki from getting inevitably pruned uh, after Loki tries to do his whole hip thrust of magic power that doesn't right, work. doesn't work. What's he doing? He's trying to use his powers, man. Yeah. Which is another one of my favorite, like, jokes, too, because they have, like, everybody at the TVA has an Infinity Stone, and they use them as paperweights. And some of the guys use them as paperweights. It's like, ouch. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just funny because that one guy had no problem handing him the Tesseract. Like, just like, oh, yeah, here, this, this is great. Like, you know, they don't have any power here whatsoever. So, here's the thing, though. This Loki, it's it's covered a lot, and we know the point in which this variant came from. My issue is, so he's a variant, so where is the Loki that's in Thor? Where is he coming from? I mean, where is he? Because, obviously, Watching the first um, movies, Loki was locked up. Mm-hmm. Loki was getting transported, and then when this, um, when they messed, when the Avengers messed up in the Endgame, Loki got away until he became a variant. So where is this other Loki in, in, in the current MCU timeline coming from? Um, yes, that's that's where he's coming from. I don't know. I, I mean. By the end of the, or, well, by the fifth episode of this series, we've seen so many Loki variants at this point that I'm kind of wondering where all of them came from. President Loki. Uh, right. And can I say, I was kind of disappointed with President Loki. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted President Loki to be better. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, he was only in it for five seconds before he got Captain Hooked. Right. And, uh, but... I mean, there's a lot of questions about the TVA that they kind of introduce you to right off the bat, and at first you're kind of, you don't really care because Miss Minutes, voiced by... Uh, Tara Strong. Yeah, I say none other than Tara Strong. Right. Uh, is giving you the most charming breakdown of what really sounds like a freaking malevolent entity. Right, she's kind of... No, Miss Minutes scares me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, Miss Minutes is definitely, like, she was stalling for time yeah. there. She seems like she would gleefully tell you, like, how you were dying. Like, right, with that yeah. same, just like, you're gonna start to fade out now, right. so just be calm and embrace oblivion. Right, like, I feel like she'd be very peppy while you're uh-huh. dying. 
I'm choking you to death. You can feel your airways closing right now. And all that oxygen lost to your brain is making it slowly go dead. Like, oh, <laughs> shit. You see what's kind of odd about Holy shit! With the same that same uh, thing, she was also cockknocker on Jay and Silent Bob's super groovy cartoon movie. She was yes. They hired Terrace because Mark Hamill couldn't do it, so they hired Tara Strong to voice cockknocker. And the whole time, it's Twilight Princess Sparkles or whatever. So yeah, and Tara Strong is just a freaking legend in. Just voice acting in general. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, she's done, this one knows, how many different roles? Over 500. Over 500 voice acting roles? Sounds about right. So. I mean, and we've all heard her in video games. We've heard her in cartoons. We've heard I mean, her she was, yeah. um, yeah. she's been Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. She's been, I mean, pick up, Timmy Turner. Yeah. She was Timmy Turner. She was in the, she was one of the characters in Rugrats. Like, She's been around forever. Oh, Not man. as long as Tress McNeil. No. But for a long, long time. Okay, so Mark Gruenwald is who they based Mobius's look off of. <laughs> wow. Okay. Can you see that, RBG? Oh, yeah, I see that. I gotcha. Mark Gruenwald, he created Mobius. So, oh, wow. okay. So they based him off of, they based Mobius's design off of him. Gotcha. That's pretty interesting. Uh, he passed away. Yeah. Uh, okay. 96. Damn, he was only 43. But yeah, the mustache, that's why, the, that's where the mustache comes from. That's why Owen Wilson has the mustache. So, that's cool. Um, I don't know. Where do we go? So, Loki gets picked up by the TVA. Loki is taken to the TVA to stand trial. And I loved, uh, you know, how do you plead, madam? A god doesn't plead. <laughs> and it's like, um, I got a feeling you're going to be pleading here real soon. Yep. Uh, um. Of course, the guilty of this, and you were talking about his air thrust, you know, where nothing was happening. Um, so in the meantime, Mobius is tracking attacks on TVA Minutemen across the time, the timeline. And we see him in, was it Medieval France or what is that? 16-something. Yeah. France. The... Uh, not revolution, the Renaissance France, I guess. Yeah. He talks to the little girl, and I couldn't help but my brain went straight to, that's Joan of Arc. Uh, it wasn't ever proven, you know, but it just made me think, this is Joan of Arc. Uh, and she's got bubble gum. Mm-hmm. That'd be a hell of a thing. Right. Right. <laughs> like, <clears throat> what's that blue around you? What's that blue shit on your teeth? Bubble gum. Where the hell did you get bubblegum? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so Mobius is having problems trying to track down his variant. Um, and this is all first episode. You know, you don't know who the variant is. 
Uh, he goes, he helps Loki out because Loki basically gets sentenced to death. And uh, Mobius steps in and is like, hey, I could use him on this case I'm working. You know, Loki is taken to a room where he's basically shown his future. And I thought that was kind of cool because the whole st- all the shit with his mom, that was shit that they cut out of the second Thor movie. Yes. Yeah. So they right. used clips that went to the cutting room floor for that. And I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, so they're still acknowledging that this happened. We just didn't see it in, in the dark, uh, in the dark world. Thor yeah. The dark world. Uh, probably the weakest of the Thor movies. Arguably the weakest of the Thor movies. Yeah. Really it was. It wasn't that great. Yeah. Wasn't bad, just wasn't great. Of course, how do you top Kenneth Bragnall on the first one? Well, uh, you type hire Taika Waititi to do the third one. That's how you do that. That right. So, uh, come to find out, you know, after all kinds of stuff, because like I was saying, this Loki gets to the growth of the Loki we're used to that died in Infinity War in this episode, and that's because he gets to watch all of this shit play out. Like, he goes, he gets away, they're all looking for him, and basically he goes back to where he started, which would be the last place they look for him at, because he wasn't there at first, mm. and watches his lifeline. His, you know, all the way to his end. And so he sees that he sent the Dark Elves the wrong direction and killed his mother. Yep. Um, he gets mm. to watch Odin tell him that he loves him, love you, my sons, and it immediately shows Loki's face. Yeah. Um, Then it jumps to Thor. I thought the world of you, brother. I thought we would fight side by side until Ragnarok. Um, And then the whole, that whole thing was heartbreaking because because if you were here, I'd hug you. I'm here. So we're kind of very excited about a hug that happens off screen. Mm -hmm. You know, we just know a hug happened because Thor looks like a huggy person. Right. Like Thor likes hugs. Um, All the way up to Thanos snapping his neck. Yeah. Which is, I'm pretty sure it brings him to the realization of, oh, shit. You know, you kind of see it. He looks very mad, like, almost like, oh, no, I'll survive this. I'll survive this. And then you hear the crack. And he's, you know, he's very shocked. And like, oh, God, I died. Um, So we get this... I was wondering how we were going to get that growth from this Loki. Because this is kind of the douchebag Loki. He just tried to take over the world. Yeah. So I was wondering how we were going to get that growth out of him so fast. And I thought it would happen as the series progressed. Didn't think it would happen in the first episode. Because we got it all in the first episode. Um, So he agrees to help because... The variant thereafter is a Loki. So that, of course, would intrigue Loki. Yep. You know, all right, I'm interested. You know, and, and the whole, I think Mobius even trying to play on, well, we'll see who's the better Loki. Plays on Loki's ego to get him to help. So we jump to the second episode with them actively trying to hunt down the Lokis, which 
for a minute there, I didn't understand the, the memes. That Asgard's not a place, it's a salad. <laughs> like, and then I saw the episode and I was like, that's where this shit's coming from. <laughs> Uh, I I do love how he ruins Mobius's lunch, though. Oh, right. And, and gleefully, just, yeah, gleefully ruins Mobius's lunch. I surprisingly followed that metaphor really well. I did too. <laughs> like I got what he was saying. I mean, Mobius didn't because he was too distraught of the fact that his lunch was being ruined before his eyes. Just the that's my uh, salad. I'm eating that. Uh, don't don't do that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I can do whatever I want because Ragnarok. Going to wash the salt away. <laughs> I do like that reflection of, like, that, that you were talking about. I think that, um, because technically that variant, like you were saying, had not seen his future, and he basically was always seeing the future until the end of his death, technically, like you, like you mentioned. But I think that, like you said, it, um, it did bring out his softness. Um, it, it, it made, I think it sort of, so when we first met Loki, Loki was so self-centered. And that's the self-centered Asgardian slash ice giant. And it took us, what, six movies before we got the Loki that was um, in the Thanos snap. And so technically that variant went from point A to point B, or C if you want to say it, in like a matter of moments. So I think that that was, and that's why, again, why, why I'm saying is, okay, we saw this huge character progression in, in a short amount of time. Is he really a variant, or is he the Loki? Well, see, here's that's, another. That's what I'm getting to. Well, here's another part: is immediately after he watches that, Mobius finds him, and he's just sitting there, and Mobius is like, "There's nowhere left to run, you know. You're not gonna get away." And uh, then Loki, unprovoked, like un unprompted, says, "I don't enjoy killing people." It is a desperate act to make the illusion. It's a cruel act to make the illusion seem real. It's a cruel act of a weak person to make the illusion seem real. So right then and there, Loki called himself weak. Yeah. He is a weak person. So we had like a lot of character growth immediately. And then it just kind of takes off from there. You know, we still get the devious Loki. He still stalls for time, and he's still aggravating and, you know, pisses everybody off. But at the same time, we got massive character growth really fast. And, yeah, I mean, it was nice to see, because at least you didn't have to spend, like, three episodes of a will-he-won't-he. Like, is it going to be that... But, and oddly enough, though, even all of his dickish actions almost seemed to inevitably, at least in this series, be inevitably leading him back to being, like, he's doing the right thing. Right. Even if he's not necessarily doing it for the right reason. Right. Uh, hmm. The right thing for the wrong reason. Yeah. Or even by accident. So in the right. case of, is it episode two where he starts to follow Sylvie? Uh, episode two is when you find out that the variant is mm. female. Yes. Yeah. So, and then he follows her at the end of that episode, and episode yeah. three is basically... Picks up. Yep. Picks up with the, you know, well, the whole Ragnarok thing, when you find that, that whole thing was about 
where the variant is hiding. We find out that the variant is hiding in apocalypses and can do whatever they want, and it doesn't matter because the apocalypse is going to wipe it away. So it doesn't. Which is what? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're probably coming up to to it too. Because before Loki came along, they were just looking for Nexus events. They yeah. thought for sure that the variant would cause a Nexus event. And she found out really quickly that if she hides out in apocalypses, she doesn't cause a Nexus event. Well, what do you think, though? I mean, when you think that if you create this whole big time machine, you got these other people to come in, help right. manage the timeline, that, that this would be in a protocol? Well, I mean, even Renslayer said, you know, or when Mobius was telling Renslayer, Ren, Mobius is like, he pointed out a huge hole in our security. Yeah. So. Which, if we're going to be honest, like where my thinking lies on this, I'm pretty sure Renslayer knew that. I, I almost want to believe that too. And it kind of gears me up from my variant theory that this is the female, the true female Loki. From the comic that we saw yeah. in the comic, and that Sylvie is absolutely her creation. Yeah, and she told that to Sylvie because okay, she's doing it. Sylvie is a, is a creation of the true Lady Loki, which yeah. we've probably seen, but they always do it in Marvel with a disguised version of her. And, true, until or just fine. hiding out in the end of time. How episode six is going to end, in my opinion, is it's going to be Agatha Harkness doing his Agatha all over again. Oh, my again. God. If and that then, happens, if that happens, nothing. I'm, nothing nothing no. will happen. If that happens, I'm going to be pissy, but I'm still going to watch Marvel. I was going to say, if any, if that happens, then Marvel wins the ultimate troll points for oh God. all eternity. Well, like, I mean, but, Paul Bittany troll, trolled the fuck out of us at the end of WandaVision. Oh, yeah. And apparently, he wasn't. that wasn't supposed to be a troll. It was supposed to be Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. as Doctor Strange, but COVID, and they couldn't get him over here to to do it. So, and I still don't understand why they changed the ending of WandaVision to that new ending. Have you seen it? No, they changed, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I just know that they changed. It's like a minute longer than it was. Mm. They added something to it. But there was a lot of theories about something that they did because it's a camera flaw mm. and it looks like something's coming down the mountain, but it never yeah. changes position. It's in the same spot, so it's a camera mm. flaw. And it's nothing. They've even said, look, this is nothing. Yeah. Look, if you watch, it doesn't do anything. It's just a camera flaw. Which is weird that they'd allow the camera flaw in there. Mm. Like, how did that get by editing? Because uh, it was Agatha all along. Right. Yeah. So I need to watch the new the new ending, you know, where she's reading the I do too. the the tome or whatever the uh, the dark dark the dark hold dark hold. Um, I need to watch it just to see what changed because I don't I don't know I just know they changed it because I for some reason just while we were talking about some of this stuff all of Renslayer's parts have been running through my mind. Mm -hmm. She was the one who abducted 
Oral young Sylvie from Asgard. Right. Uh, she also inevitably, from what the way we've seen her and her efficiency throughout other episodes, kind of seems like she almost purposely fucked up and let her go, even though she was just an agent at the time and not a judge. Right. Uh, the fact that she couldn't track her down over the course of it's an Asgardian's life, by the way. Right. So, so it's been it's been thousands. Of, well, I mean, even when Sylvie says it could be a few minutes for Renslayer, but it could be thousands of years for Sylvie. Right. Well, like, uh, shit, I lost it. Yeah, I think you said one of them said something, but I don't know. Just so go the whole on. thing, like, because Genesis was asking me while we were watching it. Why did they take what was Sylvie's nexus event? And it was that it, at that part where she asked Renslayer what mm-hmm. the nexus event was. And Renslayer gets that cruel, wicked smile. Mm-hmm. So that tells me right there she knows exactly what the nexus event was. She's just going to be a cruel bitch. Yeah. And she says, Oh, I don't know. I don't even remember. Yeah. Like, yeah. I she's like, I don't that. even remember. But she absolutely does. She was purposely just trying to cause Sylvie prop like harm. Like she was trying to hurt her. So the next question too is, I know supposedly the timekeepers wanted to see the Loki variants. Mm-hmm. Which is weird to me. Yeah. So why was it just Renslayer and those two on an elevator? True. Like. Like they, I mean, once we get to the timekeeper's room, there are guards and shit in there. But like, I felt like that was like a pivotal moment. Like, yeah, they had those time callers on. Yeah. But honestly, they could have overpowered her at any moment. Mm. And like, as she's doing the time loop thing on Sylvie, and B fifteen comes up. Yeah. And fucking jams it, you know, and then it, all hell breaks loose. Uh, you can even ask Genesis because when I first watched that, all I could think of was, "This feels like a show." Yeah. This feels like pageantry. Um, it's very much diva. You remember how Stark described Loki in Avengers? Yeah. He's a diva. He wants lights. He wants his name on the side of a son of a bitch. Yeah. You know. Right. So, like, this is all very pageantry. This is very much a show. That's what leads me to think it's a Loki at the end yeah. of this. I mean, um, yeah, it could make sense. Like so this, I remember that, that um, text I sent you guys when we talked about a little bit before we started casting yeah. um, of Lady Loki and what she said. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sort of, it sort of fits into to what she said. We were talking about Riz Lair knowing these things. Right, like, I don't know. As hard as they're pushing us to make us think that it's Kang, makes me think it's a Loki that much more. Okay, Genesis's theory is it's alligator Loki in disguise. Like, it's all alligator. It's all Loki Gator. Which I know I said this before we started recording, but since I know the Loki Gator exists, him and Howard the Duck need a crossover series together. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Yes. I, I I don't want... I'm trying not to derail us, so, like, all these little thoughts I'm having have been coming and going. Have you guys seen the What If trailer no. yet? Uh-uh. The What If trailer dropped two days ago. Okay. There is absolutely a Howard the Duck episode. 
Yes. Friggin' perfect. And it better be Seth Green. Yeah. Like, Seth Green has worked and worked and worked. And he is a super nerd. He plays with dolls all day long. Yeah. Nerd. He and deserves to be Howard the Duck. He does. And let's let's just face it, like, I kind of want to see a treatment of that movie come from James Gunn. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. James Gunn does weird really well. He really does. Like, oddball, off the wall. I mean, I, I almost wonder how that had to have looked whenever... Um, Warner Brothers gave him the Suicide Squad job, and they're just like, so what characters do you want to use? And he's like, All uh, of them. <laughs> Polka Dot Man, Arm Fall Off Boy, right. Javelin. And they're like, no, seriously, the fuck are these people? Yeah. Like, like, no, no, these, yeah. I want these ones. These, I want all of them. Which, I know everybody's saying that Polka Dot Man's a joke. I'm like, actually, he's pretty formidable. Right? Like, yeah. uh, it's going to be interesting. But, back yeah, to Loki. No, back to it. Uh, you guys want to talk about some of the Easter eggs we've seen? Oh my god, there are so many Easter eggs. Rock's cart, loved that. Yeah. The Rock's car, Rock's on, big evil corporation. Uh, of course they're at, at an apocalypse event. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, we, can, can we just call out the fact that an apocalyptic event was found by Loki because the bubblegum was called Kablooey? Right, like... And, and what did Sylvie do at the end of that? She bombed the sacred timeline. Yep. Now, here's one of the biggest things I have issues with. Did they fix that? I don't Because it feels like they're not run. Like, there was a huge panic when she bombed the sacred timeline. Mm-hmm. The sacred timeline has been bombed. Do you remember that announcement? Yeah. Two little nobodies and sitting there, see, analysts. God, those hundreds of Nexus events just going all over right. the place. Yeah. Since then, there hasn't been a single word about it. And they haven't been, like, panicky. Right. Did they fix it? I, I've always... Because there's been part of me that they talk about the whole multiversal war or whatever that happened. Right. And I always wondered if the Doctor Strange movie was supposed to be the culmination of that. Like, in the timeline. The sacred timeline exists to get them to the multiversal war to the point where they can close it, form the TVA, and monitor all of time to make sure that time flows perfectly up to the event the TVA was formed and then keep the cycle going. Huh. Because they're kind of like a Dr. Manhattan situation, past, present, and future. Yeah. All kind merged together. Kind of four-dimensional being kind of thing. Yeah. Like, and it's because I'm sure they exist in the quantum realm. Because everything. That's another thing. Is like time flows differently. Magic doesn't work. Mm. The fucking infinity stones don't work at all. Uh, Like, I'm trying. Like, I almost feel like they have to be in the quantum realm. Yeah. I don't know where else they could be. Which, again, if we're going with Kang again, though, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Right. Well, I mean, even in the very first episode, they straight said, Multiverse of Madness. Yep. Like, they didn't say it in that order. It created madness in the multiverse, and there was a war. Multiverse of Madness. Yep. Like, they said it, and I was just like, okay... And they've been saying that Loki is going to have effects across the actual MCU. Yeah. More so than the other series. I mean, honestly, the only people really that get affected by Sam becoming Cap is America. Yeah, that's it. I mean... Like, Wanda, 
We're going to find out her role come the Multiverse oh, yeah. of Madness. Well, it, I bet it has a lot to do with the Darkhold. Oh, I bet it does. Because I'm hearing rumors of Shumagorath now. Ooh. I, mean, I haven't heard those yet. Are you really? Yes. Okay. That's uh, interesting. Heard Shumagorath. Obviously, people are still betting on Nightmare and Mephisto being in the cards. Uh, Chithon is, on, yeah. seems to be the one that not a whole lot of people are mentioning anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You said Mephisto, and I'm still thinking about that Heroes Reborn arc yeah. that I just finished. Like, it, the Heroes Reborn is over, mm. and now it's Heroes Return. It's just, I don't know. It's an evil Phil Coulson, and I don't know how I feel about it. I can tell you how I feel about that. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. Mm. And, and, it, and it's Mephisto. So, I don't know. Anyway, but that is somewhere. I do like that the idea that we might be getting everything is canon with this multiverse thing. I mean, it's not confirmed, but it's just rumor. I mean, it kind of makes sense. I mean, I, I could see Shima Goreth. I think Chithon would be a little too on the nose since he's more associated with the Darkhold. Right. I don't know. Like I said, Kang, I feel like Kang is the red herring here. Yeah. Well, we Unless need... they're setting Kang up like they did Thanos. Yeah. And that's the other part of it, too. Kang would be a good overarching... Villain yeah. for the next set, the next series. And Kang also has the advantage of introducing us into the... Uh, Descendants of the biggest asshole in comics. Which also has the advantage of giving us Marvel's first mutant. That's true. Because Namor yeah. is the first mutant of Marvel's. That's true. So much so that he's allowed on Krakoa. Huh. That, yeah, so... Basically, Loki is setting up a ton of stuff. Like, so we're we're getting our Doctor Strange and Spider Man set up inevitably. Right. Uh, we're getting unless we are being trolled by Marvel hard. Oh, uh, we'll see because they they can only troll you so many times before people do get pissed enough to like right, to walk away. Yeah. Which, granted, I'm gonna keep going for it because I just think it's funny. Right. But it. So, yeah, I mean, Kang does seem to me like the red herring, but that's partly because I've got some WandaVision-related, like, mm -hmm. you know, like, I'm not falling for this shit again. Right, like yeah. Paul Bettany, you bastard. Marvelous bastard. God, he is. Yeah. Glorious. Uh, magnificent. Magnificent bat. We haven't had one of those in a minute. Nope. It's been a while since we had a magnificent bastard. Loki Gator. Loki Gator. Mm. I don't know. I think if we're going to do a magnificent bastard this time, and classic Loki's and yeah. running for that. I mean, he went out with glorious purpose. He did. Got turned into some nom noms. Yep. The nomchi nomchi. To the cloud. So. <laughs> to the cloud. That's hilarious. He got absorbed into the cloud. Damn. <laughs> so that means we need a good cloud hack to get him back. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, Nobody knows what happens. <laughs> yeah, I, there's just there's way too much evidence pointing to Kang, even to the fact that the timekeepers kind of looked like Kang. No shit, like that center timekeeper, that that first one looked like Kang. So here's the weird part: 
that I kind of had this weird. But I feel like that was the whole fucking Wizard of Oz thing was, I I feel like, was a big FU. If Alioth is the part of the void at like the end of time Mm kind of thing. See, I don't think that's real. I think Alioth is just the guard dog. Well, if he is the guard dog, though, like, I kind of had the thought of what if the stuff he eats is kind of going to Chronopolis? Maybe. Like, that's where they're brainwashing the TVA agents. Or is the TVA basically using that area as a dumping ground for everything that Kang is trying to absorb? Maybe. I mean, that could be a good way to build an empire. Yeah. Essentially, infinite possibilities every time somebody's late to work and you prune an entire timeline. Well, when you prune an entire timeline, you have all of that timeline's people, and you can convert them into TVA agents. Yep. See, that's where I'm curious about. Where is this happening? Hmm. All of these people are told that they are created by the timekeepers, who are three robots that don't actually exist. They all look similar to Kang. I feel like that's them trolling us. I feel like... Whoever's behind the curtain, which I think is probably female Loki. Hmm. Of course they're trolling us with it. I mean, <laughs> the Doom Bot. I mean, that's inheritance of Doom. The Doom Bot. Oh my God, that'd be great. Oh, right? Like, give us. It, it's Victor Von Doom. It's the, the introduction to the Fantastic. Holy shit, what if that Castle Cathedral was. Doom Castle? Yeah. Castle Von Doom? Well, I mean. But. Maybe. That would be a hell of a twist. Give us some Victor Von Doom, damn it. Plot twist. I'm just saying, because, I mean, King is verified in MTU, a descendant of Dr. Doom, as well, well as the Richards, so. Is. Yeah. He can, he can lay, he can toss that Richards heritage aside. He doesn't need to claim that shit. All right, like. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, you know what? No, because Kang's a bad guy. He can claim the Richards, leave off the Von Doom. And it's already been proven that Doom, if they just if we would just allow Doom to take over the world, we would live in a utopia. Yep. He was told that by the gods. Like right. you can't I thought one of the watchers told me. I thought Watu told uh, me. Oh maybe. But you know how terrible is that that like you're the only one who knows that you could do the perfect job of governing the world and everybody's just like, Huh. Now nah, let's kick his ass. Right, like, like yeah. It has been proven that Victor Von Doom, if he were to take over the world, we would live in a utopian society. Which I think every time he gets taken down by a group of more than one person, is mm. just doing nothing but flattering his ego. Right, like, like one of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest lines from Doom that I've ever heard that I thought was great was, "Had you come to me with your problems in the beginning instead of fluttering around like children, maybe this wouldn't have happened." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like. Oh, God, dude, such a dick. <laughs> right? The sad part is, though, he's a dick, but he's not wrong. Like, in that in that Heroes Reborn, where the Just- or the Avengers never came to be, and it's basically the Justice League, Doom had the the crystal of Cataract. Yeah. Or, uh, was it? Is it Cataract? Ca- yeah. Ca- Cataract? Cataract. Cataract. Yeah. Juggernaut's crystal. I got to see Juggernaut Doom. That would be... It was pretty cool. That was... (laughs) Like, Doom-ass Juggernaut is actually pretty cool. He gets beat (laughs) up by that wannabe Superman, but... Eh. Right before the wannabe Superman kills the Hulk, which is stupid. But, Uh, I'm off. 
Well, yeah, but I mean, we kind of went off on a tangent because that would actually be legitimately kind of cool. If I mean, was... we're doing rampant speculation for the final episode of Loki. And we know there's a Fantastic Four movie coming at the end of Phase 4. <sighs> and in all honesty, who the hell else are they going to use in the Fantastic Four? If you're using Kang as your big badge, you're not going to introduce Galactus. No. Uh, hope not. It's not a Galactus. <laughs> well, I well, would... we only had Galactus the one time, and it was a with... fucking space cloud monster. Right? A, a space cloud with finger tornadoes. Yep. That's infuriating <laughs> in so many ways. For what was a decent movie. Like, Actually, yeah. Until the space cloud came, Silver Surfer was a good movie. Campy. It was super campy, and that's yeah. what a lot of people didn't like. But I liked it because it didn't make me hate Reed Richards. Reed Richards, right? Like Ian Gollum or Holm, whatever his name was, that played oh Leon Griff, Griff, whatever. Yeah, uh, that guy. Uh, he's a great Reed Richards. He I is. didn't absolutely hate that guy. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like, oh, he's kind of a lovable dumbass, but he's te- super intelligent. Yeah. He's a lovable, super intelligent dumbass. And that was great. I was like, oh, he's kind of a fumbling idiot. But he means well. Whereas Reed Richards is just a fucking dick. Yeah. For no fucking reason other than I'm the smartest man on the planet. Mm. You know, and it's that arrogance that pisses me off. He's such a dick that his wife has to go get cunnilingus from other people. Uh, heroes don't do that. That was a whole debate. Yeah, screw you, DC, by the DC, way. DC... These. They were doing a hard... I've got to run this down yeah. for my daughter real quick. Harley Quinn, the animated series. Yeah. They're doing... They're working on season three. They were going to have Batman coming yeah. back up from going down on Catwoman because they've been allowed to do whatever they want so far. DC stepped in and told them they can't do that because, and I quote, superheroes don't do that. Which is... Fucking false. I would say the hell they don't, because Catwoman and Talia Al Ghul keep coming back for some reason. That's right. all I'm going to say. That, they, yeah, Bruce definitely... Well, there was a big Batman thing, and now everybody's talking about how heroes don't do that. And they've done things about heroes that absolutely do do that. Reed Richards was one of the ones that don't. My favorite was still Cyclops, and he goes, mm. this is actually a picture of him refusing to do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you remember my comments about the Reed Richards thing. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, it, it's, <laughs> I mean, Reed Richards comes across as the guy who can't find the special spot, and it's not because his wife's invisible. Like, right. It's not, <laughs> that's not the case. I was trying to remember what you had yeah. said. I, that, it was yeah. a little more vulgar than that, but seriously, though. Uh-huh. Right. It was amazing, that. though. Hmm. Uh, Xavier, shit, oh, that's all he can do, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> oh, man. But what if it's Reed Richards at the end of this thing? <laughs> then it would make sense. At least Marvel's leaning into it. And it's just like, oh, look, even Kevin here's Feige Here's something we Reed. didn't even fucking think of. We keep work thinking the quantum realm. What if this is the negative zone? Oh, shit. That would also make sense. It would, right? Yeah. Like, this this could be the negative zone. Time would, would work differently. Hmm. Powers wouldn't work like they're supposed to. Yeah. Like, this could be, absolutely could be Reed Richards at the end of this line. It's so, not going to be. It's yeah. just what I want really bad. Doesn't... But, doesn't uh, 
Uh, does Doctor Doom hate mutants like Reed Richards? No. I didn't think so. No. You're thinking of Wakanda. Oh, that's right. Wakanda does definitely dislike them some mutants. No, no. Doom does not like mutants. Well, Doom, loved, Doom loves to experiment on his mutants. <laughs> yes. Doom likes mutants because he likes the experimentation. Doom's not exactly a nice man. No. You just no, know that if he were to take over, we would live in a utopia. I always type Dr. Doom hates and immediately pops up Reed Richards. I'm just, <laughs> well, I'm yeah, just like, yeah. well, we all do. but like, it's, <laughs> it's one of the few times where I side with the bad guy every time. Fuck that guy. Except the pretty boy they got to be Doom and the campy ones. Hmm. I mean, there's really no reason why Reed Richards should hate mutants other than he's just a dick. He's I a mean, dick. Technically, I mean, Yeah, a cosmic accident, which, by the way, code for space fart, because fuck that, like... Reed Richards got his powers from a space fart, you, and that's why realize, I hate him so goddamn much. Yeah, do you realize that the Fantastic Four movies in that case actually featured a cosmic cloud in space, and the second one was Galactus as a fucking cosmic cloud in space? Mm-hmm. Both movies were solved by, like, basically space crop dusting. It's not... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, I still, I think, I don't know. I can't wait till Wednesday. Wednesday won't get here fast enough, and then it'll be gone too quickly. I can't wait to see this final episode. Yeah, I mean, we don't have too much longer to wait for other Marvel projects, though, do we? I mean, Win no. uh, Black Widow's out now. Yeah, you can premiere access it if you want. Um, Worth it. Right? I almost... I don't have any money in my bank account or I'd do it. And my wife would just kick me in the dick. She's supposed to come on in September. Oh, it is September? I thought September. it was earlier. Yeah. Um, I feel like... Hmm. Uh, what If is supposed to come out in August or September. Maybe they change those timelines. I'm not sure. Just, Maybe I'm October. Right now says, the says the 3rd of September. Yeah. Venom comes out in October. Yeah, but that's the Sony Marvel Cinematic but Universe. But they're... Are they? Yep. Okay. It's all going to be folded in together. All right. Because in, in the Venom thing, they're going to openly talk about Spider-Man. Okay. So... That's two good. Sides, two different sides of the country. So we're still in San Francisco. Spider-Man's still in New York. They're going to talk about Spider-Man in this new Venom. And there's a part where, like, there's a still you can look up at the new Venom where Eddie is literally standing in front of a, a mural of Spider-Man. Like a graffiti tag. Oh, yeah. Spider-Man graffiti tag. So I'm not, looking, I'm not really looking forward to Eternals. It, it seems like another um, Inhuman movie, but we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully it's the Inhuman movie, but done right. I mean... I don't know. I like watching Angelina Jolie kick my ass. I mean, Selma Hayek kicked my ass too. Right, I'm I'm watching for Kumail Nanjiani. I'm watching for Selma Hayek, especially. Yeah, like I <laughs> not too thrilled about Kit Harrington being in it, especially as Black Knight, because you know it's not going to be the last place he shows up. No, because uh, him and uh, Black Knight and um, Richard Madden, who's uh, the main, 
Eternal in this movie. Well, no, like, uh, Black Knight is, like, best friends with another Marvel character that's not an Eternal. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I can't remember who it is. Like, it's escaping me right now. But they're, like, they're, like best friends. And I don't think that Kit Harrington should even be in a Marvel movie after slamming Marvel like he did. Um, he opened I mean, his fucking mouth and he stuck his foot in it, and now he gets to be in a Marvel movie. Well, Ethan Hawke did the same thing, and now he's in fucking uh, Moon Knight. Oh, yeah. Yep. Stephen Dorff, yeah, I saw that. Basically called Black Widow trash. No, did he? Yeah, he's just like, I feel so bad for Scarlet. These movies are fucking garbage. Like, no shit. He went just balls to the wall. Yeah, like, and he's trying to get into the Blade movie. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, Marshala. Yeah. Arlie, they're best friends. Oh, that's right. He's trying to get him in. They did True Detective together. Yeah, he's trying to get him in as Steve as. uh, uh, Frost? Fro- yeah, De- Deacon, Deacon Frost. Frost. Yeah, he's trying to get him in as Deacon Frost, but they're going to change him to where he's not, like, the villain. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he wants to be a buddy. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I like Stephen Dorff. I've I never know, watched I know, his I like, series. I like Stephen Dorff. Or his I, movie, that 13? Yeah. yeah. I never but saw that. I, I don't know about Deacon Frost being a good guy kind of thing. but I, I'm more of a I, the devil you know. Like I mean, the weaselly side guy that you go to for information. You, you love to hate him. You hate to love him. I, I appreciate Marshala trying to get him in, but sometimes you just got to realize, like, it's just not worth it. In this case, Marshala is that motherfucker trying to ice skate uphill. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, the right. Blade thing is so far out. Yeah. Because they're not even talking Blade in, in Phase 4. They're talking Blade in Phase 5. But we got a mention of it in Loki. We did the vampire. Yeah, just like we've pruned titans and vampires and right, like yeah. so. Even though I think they were talking about yeah. Thanos's people, uh, Thanos is a celestial. Well, not in the movies though. At least they haven't discussed that. No, but yeah. he is a celestial. Okay. Well, yeah. Although, since I just made that reference, if we don't get that line in Marshala's Blade movie, I'm going to be pissed. What one? Some motherfuckers just like ice skating uphill. <laughs> it makes no sense, and I, I don't care. Right. I just want it. Well, like, I think that, that that was a line in Blade. Yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 Motherfuckers skating uphill. Well, of course, it's one of my favorite lines Right from after Blade he that. killed Deacon Frost, I'm pretty sure. Right, yeah. yeah. But my favorite line was uttered by Whistler was uh, never underestimate the power of a pussy. One cunt hair can send a freight train up the steep side of her mouth. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was in the second one. I uh, see. That's the one I'm not as familiar with. Oh, see, the second one's my favorite. That's the Guillermo del Toro one. Yeah. Yeah. That one's, right. I think that's why it's my favorite. Uh, the Dirty Dozen feel it has. Uh, okay. It's real awesome. It's, I don't know. It's just fun. It's a lot of fun. An Eternal, that's right. He's an Eternal. I thought, my bad, I thought he was a Celestial. And we made a reference to the Inhumans, though. One of his sons, or sorry, his son, Thane, technically is... Oh, yeah, I forgot about Thane. ...an Inhuman, part half-Inhuman, I guess. Yeah. So. Maybe that's why the Eternals didn't do anything, is because Thanos was well, one of them. Maybe. So, so, Thanos... Uh, the Infernals? 
No, I think you're thinking the Eternals, and it's oh, the, wait, the, the Divergence. Sorry. Yeah. Or wait, you said the enemy of the Inhumans, though. I don't know you? who the Inhumans' enemy is, but I know that the, the Eternals, it's like the Divergent, or the something along those lines. See, I don't know shit about the Eternals. I just know Black Knight, and that's it. I know there's a Cersei, and I know there's two stars. MCU is going to play with it, and actually Marvel has played with it. They, they technically created it. Okay. Yeah. Because they experiment with the early humans. Mm. MCU is going to light away with it, so they introduce humans now again. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, so now they're saying that they that they're that they help the the new Eternals help humankind to reach their best, and they always would pick one human or one group to be like the staple, what the epitomizing human should be, and that's why you have like Namor, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. I know Namor is a lot older so, than most people realize. Are they basically introducing the Eternals then to give us mutants? I think so. Basically. Okay. So apparently it says that Thanos is an eternal deviant hybrid. Deviant, yes. He's half deviant, half eternal. Deviant. Okay, so it is deviant. Well, of course he's a fucking deviant. Look at some of the stuff he does, I swear. Look at his ball sack, purple nut chin. Right? You know? Well, that's why when you, that's why when you look at the comics, his mother was Sean because she had a hybrid child. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Because okay. like I know that when they made them, it was like the Eternals, the Deviants, and the Humans. So, but the whole reason humans can get superpowers is because of the, the fucking with the the DNA. So that's why we get mutants and Inhumans. Yeah. Even though I think the Kree did the Inhumans. Yes, so, they also experimented. They further took. They further experimented on humans after the Eternals did, and created the Inhumans. Yes. Okay. So yeah, and the Inhuman, the Eternals are the reason we got mutants, and the Kree created the Inhumans. Yes. So, I don't know. So, I do think that they, like, I feel like if Kang is just a one-off, I don't... He can't be. Kang can't be a one-off character. They can stop Like, his... Kang is too good of a, too big of a bad... Yeah. ...to be a one-off. Like, they've one-offed some characters that have kind of pissed me off. Yeah. Um, uh, Justin Hammer. Yeah. Well, being he's, a one-off. He's in prison. He could always come back. Um, and not to mention... Fucking love Sam Rockwell. Oh, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. He was in the original fucking Ninja Turtles. That's right. He was one of the fucking street kids. Come on, man. Give us Sam Rockwell. I've never seen a movie that... He's in this bad? Yeah. I mean, he was even in the first Charlie's Angels as the bad guy. Well, yeah, that's how they did the test. They showed him to uh, Drew Barrymore... And if she liked him, he was the bad guy. And she yeah. goes, oh my god, he's cute. He's the bad guy. <laughs> I mean, it was just funny, because even the look at the end when they did, when they get the missile to come back to his helicopter, it's not even one of anger. It's just, uh, like, it's just more of like a, oh, shit. No hell, I'm yeah. <laughs> I mean, at that point, what do you do? You're fucked. Right. Well, yeah, some people panic. Like, you know, some people panic or they act panicky. Like, he didn't. It was just more of a, meh. I can swing this back. We were watching the third episode, Lamentus. Uh-huh. Lamentus. Yeah. Genesis is, and they get to, uh, Genesis and I are watching it today. And it gets to the woman 
it gets to the woman who's in her house by herself that they try to break into. Yeah. Sylvie kicks the door in and gets shot, and then Loki tries the disguise thing, and he gets shot. Genesis looks at me, and she goes, what is she doing? She's just going to die? And I told her, some people just accept it. Some people just accept that yeah. that's, it's going to happen. I said, some people will panic. Some people will try to stop it or fight it. She just accepted that it's happening. Mm. So it was kind of the, the Sam Rockwell thing you said. Yeah. He was just like, oh, he just kind of accepted the fact that, oh, I'm fucked. Yeah. You know, that, that woman did the same thing on Lamentis. She was just like, well, I'm fucked. I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I don't make enough money to get a ticket to the train. I can't get on the ark. I'm going to sit here and just wait for the end to come. Yeah. So, you know, it was very much of an acceptance thing. Which, I guess if we're bringing that back into the MCU a little bit, for, I know it's outside of Loki, but does that mean that uh, Rhodey's no longer using Hammer Tech in his suit? That's <laughs> I would a- hope not. I would hope that Stark pulled all of the Hammer Tech out. Um, they have done nothing with War Machine good. Hammer oh. Tech in the second movie, Aim Tech in the third movie. Yeah. What the fuck? Just Tony he, at some point had to go, fuck it, give it to me, and I'll do the upgrades. Which, what was it? Did you guys see that they confirmed that uh, the cage fight happening in the Shang-Chi trailer was Abomination and Wong? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. That's amazing. I want to know. I have so many questions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because one of the Marvel shorts with Phil Coulson mentions that they have Abomination in captivity. Because someone just said, you mean Abomination, and... Colson goes, he hates that name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I still love that that was Tim Roth. Mm. Tim Roth is very underrated. Oh, highly underrated, yeah. That show he had lied to me. Mm. I didn't watch any of it, but it looked good. <laughs> I watched it a little bit. Yeah, wasn't too bad. But. Sorry, guys. Um, a little bit back at Loki here. Um, did anybody ever say, or did they ever explain why the variants have so many Well, everything, yeah, they kind of said that. Because, I mean, when when they were talking about, we're looking for a Loki variant. um, They were saying that some of them look alike, some of them don't. Some of them have the same powers, some of them have different powers. I guess it's just what the variation is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and they kind of implied that it might be because of where their focus is. Lied like, uh, because classic Loki was saying that, uh, he's just like the blades take away from our magical abilities, and I don't know if it's because of like, yeah, I, I don't know what that is. There could be something to that, though, it just depends on their focus. <laughs> very nice okay sorry Genesis showed me a TikTok and it, it kind of has it pertains to this because it, it, at the end of it the TVA show up but it was pretty good <laughs> you'll have to send that to yeah. me so I can send that to RBG what was it? it just it says something like a guy a guy drinking a water or a regular bottle of water in 2016 without flipping it and then when he puts it down he looks over and just the TVA goes, standing there yeah <laughs> That makes way too much sense, unfortunately. Um, 
No, yeah, I mean, they, they don't really go into it too much, but I guess with differing timelines, different branches, you can have different powers. I mean, I've, I, they have the female Loki, they have President Loki, they've got... I mean, think about it this Lance way. Armstrong Loki. That was yeah. awesome, the Lance Armstrong Loki, the, yeah. the fucking Hulk-looking Loki. Yeah. But think about it this way. Remember that episode of Futurama where they made the box with the other dimension in it? Yep. And how many other dimensions they had to go through to catch Zoidbergs? <laughs> And there was a bobblehead one, one where they had no eyes, one where they, you know, yeah. You got to think of it that if, if it could, if you can think of it, it's another dimension. God. Now I'm just getting Rick and Morty parallels, right? Like they, Rick and Morty definitely borrowed that one, right? Like, I, I mean, even further back than that, Fringe, yeah, Fringe was very much multi-dimensional. They went to other dimensions several times. Mm. Um, the one that bothered me the most was the Red Lantern, uh, Red Arrow thing, where like Pacey was a big comic book nerd when he was a kid, uh, and on his wall there's a comic and it's Red Arrow, Red Lantern instead of Green Arrow, Green Lantern. Uh-huh. It's they're red. Yeah. So like yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where there's just so much shit that happens, mm. uh, you know. Even the one. In one dimension, you're married to the same woman. In another dimension, you're married to a different woman. In another dimension, you're married to a man. You know, you know it, I I don't know why I just thought of this for some reason, but we you mentioned Richard E. Grant, the guy who played classic Loki. Mm-hmm. Just like, what else have I seen him in? Logan. He was uh, the scientist that unleashed... Uh, the evil Logan? What was it? X-24 or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, the evil one. The evil Wolverine? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so he's been in, well. Definitely, yeah, no, but I mean, he's he's been. I know I've seen around. him before. It's just because his voice sounds familiar. Mm. But I liked him. He was even the defiant laugh. Yeah. At the end, there was amazing. Yeah. So. Like the, so I guess going back to something we mentioned earlier. So do you think Alioth is the guard dog or the jailer? I think he's the guard dog to keep the dregs, you know, basically. And I'm going to go ahead and say it, the evil Loki variant, because that is my, that's what I believe. Mm. I believe Loki had to learn how to love himself. That's what Sylvie's for. Now he's got to fight the darkest parts of himself. That's what's at the end of this tunnel. That's what's at the end of this journey. Yeah. I mean, that very well could be it. I know you do. I kind of hope it's Alligator Loki, but then when they find out it's Alligator Loki, they're just like, nah, it's okay. Like, you just keep doing you, man. Right, like, and I love the Alligator Loki, Captain Hooked, President Loki. Right, and the scream. Ah! Just the girliest scream that come out of Loki's mouth. I was just like, that was Loki? Holy fuck. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Tom Hiddleston is, is yeah, kind he's, of a thin man. Right. <laughs> like, uh, I would suspect, expect that Tom Hiddleston's wrist is probably about as big around as Randy's. The, um, no, I, I love the fact that classic Loki can speak alligator. Yes, he mm-hmm. understands exactly what 
Loki is. Because what was it when he boastful <laughs> Loki is making that claim or whatever? He, he kills. He killed Captain America, Thor, and somebody else, and got all six Infinity Stones. Yeah. He's like. That's alligator for growl and liar at the same time. <laughs> Just like, well, at least I'm not in this timeline for eating the wrong neighbor's cat. You know. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I was so glad to see Throg. Yes. Oh my God, Throg was amazing, even in the little jar trying to jump up and get the hammer i mean that's a throwback to comics and also a throwback to ragnarok yeah one time remember that time i turned you into a frog (laughs) it was a good joke yeah that oh man i absolutely love that and especially the fact that chris hemsworth basically went into a sound booth to record grunts of the frog jumping right which you can only hear for just a briefest well second. the first time i watched that episode i heard the noise but i didn't the screen was dark so i didn't see what the noise was so i went back a couple of times and tried to lighten the screen up and it wouldn't get any lighter mm-hmm. so i couldn't see i could just hear the sounds and i was like what the fuck that's when i asked you guys yeah. what the fuck was making all that noise when they were going down into the bunker and you were like throg and i was like no fucking way because that's what i thought it might be at yeah. first because of the gator loki right so i was just like holy shit it was throg that makes me really happy mm. right i feel like we'll have a throg plushie before too long mm. part of me wants a crossover event with dc now where damien adopts throg <laughs> <laughs> damien keeps stealing animals yeah. from the zoo right. <laughs> i convinced damien the petting zoos were like free yard or were yard sales for free animals you did what? <laughs> Damien, honey, how did you get a giraffe in the house? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Panda Rad shouting out to you. God damn it, you're hilarious. Uh, I still love the when they gave Bruce the, 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 the video where they gave Bruce all the presents. Yeah. It's like, your kids got you fucked up shit, didn't they? Yeah, they got me fucked up shit. Have you ever met my fucking kids? Have you ever met my fucking kids? Yeah, that's why I asked you how your Father's Day was. (laughs) (laughs) They got you a bunch of fucked up shit. I like the one for Mother's Day, though. It's like, happy Mother's Day, boys. Just like, what the fuck, Barbara? (laughs) Listen. (laughs) 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 Although I do love Tim's gift. (laughs) The top three, get the fourth one free. Is this shit real? Alfred, we need four more. Right. <laughs> well, I just love that. It's just like, wait, they actually have those? And he's just like, yeah, it's a little funny costume book with the mustache, fake mustache on. It's fine. No, the coupon, you idiot. And he's like, <laughs> no, no, they don't actually have those. But when I called and said I was a Wayne, I got so many options. That's it. <laughs> yeah. But, and honestly, Tim is a Wayne. Yeah. Tim, after his parents got killed, Bruce adopted him before Damien became a thing. Yeah. So Tim is Tim Wayne. Yeah. And he has a little brother who's a homicidal bastard. <laughs> With a kryptonite lace sword. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, but, so, I mean, yeah, Kid but, Loki. I loved that sword. Kid, Lo- Kid Loki's sword is so dope. And it, I didn't realize, I don't know, I've seen this episode twice now. I didn't realize <laughs> the damn thing lit on fire. It just oh, made me right. think of Lucifer with yeah. the flaming sword at the end of that season. Oh man, yeah, that's another that's another topic for another day, right there. Because oh my, yeah. me. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, Lucifer's God. I'm okay with that. Trying to think, because for some reason, when he picked out that sword with like the yellowish blade, I got like a Legend of Zelda vibe from it. See, I got a hook vibe. No, that's right. Yes, because I got Peter Pan's sword was very yeah. yeah. Hook, uh, yeah. Pan's sword and hook was was like goldish. No, uh, that would be a terrible sword. Goldish would be an awful metal for a sword. But oh yeah, uh, but it had that goldish glow. Like I don't know, almost made it more ethereal. Maybe. Yeah. No, I go with that ethereal. And. He used the full-on sword as opposed to Loki's two little twin daggers. Right, and, like, yeah, the... the and, I don't know, Sylvie's sword is the shit. Yeah. I love that sword. Boastful Loki had a uh, Looked like a hammer. hammer. Yeah, Thor's, like a Mjolnir copy or replica. Oh, yeah. And then to find out the whole uh, kid Loki's nexus event is he killed Thor. Yeah, which uh, is why he was the king of the other Loki. Right, yeah. Uh... I do love the little odds and ends things they've been putting in here. Like the whole Mobius is definitely from the 90s. Yep. Like the drink that he drinks is Josta, which had they haven't existed since 99. So mm. purely a 90s thing. He's obsessed with jet skis, which makes me think, especially with the look that he's got, that he used to be a jet ski salesman. Like he used to sell jet skis. If not, at least just owned one. Um, for one shining moment in the ni early 90s, form and functionality merged for yeah. one. Which... I've never ridden a jet ski. If this this series had better... Ha like, if they don't show it, it needs to be an after credits at the end of next week's episode of Mobius going back to his own timeline and riding a damn jet ski. Like, I need guess. This series doesn't end with Mobius on a jet ski? I'm going to be super pissed off. Right. Not to the point where I'm going to stop watching, because no. that'll take a lot. I'm pretty sure Marvel will just have to show up at my door and kick me in the nuts and tell me to hate me, mm. but then I think I'll just keep watching because I love it so. Yeah, if they did that to me, I'd probably apologize and ask what I could do to make it better. And what did I do? What did I do? Why? <laughs> <laughs> and they just, you know why. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, yeah, it would take a lot. I mean, especially, I've been reading comics since I was six years old. So, I mean, 1990, I started reading comic books. Yeah. So. Although, if we're going with the classic Marvel, like, they wouldn't knock on your door and kick you in the nuts. What they would do was they would send you, like, five or six letters in corresponding <laughs> weeks telling you that they were going to come to your house and punch you in the face. And then... Instead, at the end of the week, they would show up at work and kick you in the nuts. Yeah, like that's, yeah. yeah. At this point, that's what we're getting out of them. Yeah, yeah. Which is, again, why I just... Kang is so easy, I just can't believe it. That, right? It's, I feel like they are f purposely giving us Kang clues. They gave us Alioth, Renslayer, the TVA agents look... Or the TVA... Timekeepers time look like Kang. Right. I feel like Kang is the misdirect. And utilizing time in general, branching timelines that Kang could conquer, basically. Right. The multiversal war, which kind of makes it sound like Kang was the one who ended that. Like, I... 
I mean, some guy who travels back and forth across timelines could either create a huge multiversal war. Or stop one. Which is why I think it could be the other way. Maybe he's the prisoner of the TVA, and them shutting down the TVA is what leads to him, like, getting, getting out. out. Yeah. And, and then we'll get the quantum mania or whatever. When is that slated to come out? Uh, 2023, I thought. Damn, that long? Could be. Maybe I'm thinking of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yeah, because we got Blood and Thunder coming. Did we lose Zoe Saldana? No, 2023. Yeah. Uh, well, I have a feeling that the Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, is going to be kind of a search for Spock kind of thing. Ah. Uh, I hope not, but right. We we all hope not. Like, she's. I mean, she's definitely going to be in it. I'm sure. I mean, Zoe Saldana. I don't think people realize the nerd cred that she deserves. They should. She has been in so much shit. Yep. I'm talking Pirates of the Caribbean. I, I knew you were going to say that, yep. Avatar, the shit one that's not anything to do with the good one. The blue people on the planet. Dances with yeah. Wolves in Space. Pocahontas. Sorry. Yeah. Pocahontas with Rare Metal. Yeah. The, yeah. And that how many one. times has that been fucking referenced? Still God, waiting on that god awful movie. Yeah, but she's slated for the new Gamora. She's slated as Gamora for the new Guardians. She's also still slated as Ahura for another Star Trek movie. Yep. That was another movie that she was in. That's funny. She was in The Losers, which is one of my favorite underrated comic book movies. Because that's got uh, John Winchester in it. And Chris Evans. That's right. Chris Evans was in it. Uh, Winchester was in it the comedian I would love to see a second Losers movie but it didn't do enough no I know Jeffrey Dean Morgan just needs more to do he's getting old like have you seen him lately don't care he's aged like a motherfucker I don't care like he was the single greatest part of that Watchmen movie fuck yeah as a comedian he was the greatest part and he was a great Negan See, I stopped watching. She was in the Book of Lies. Oh, That's right. In the Book of Lies. Yeah. Oh, she was the girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Zoe Saldana's the shit. Pretty much. Has anybody ever looked at, like, Tom Clementine? No. Yeah. Like. Yeah, outside of I Kansas. can't tell what the fuck she is. Like, I thought she looked Asian. Mm-hmm. Here she looks like she might be Icelandic. Uh, I mean French. Is she French? Pretty sure she is. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. she, was, she was in another movie that absolutely broke my French soul. actress. Mm-hmm. I Kill Giants. Oh. What oh, movie? God. Who? Zoe Saldana? Yeah. Yeah. I Kill Giants was so sad. I Kill Giants? Yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. it's about this little girl whose mom is really so, in order to, like, cope with it, she invents... Oh, yeah, I do remember that. She that invents is a, an entire different reality where she has to kill giants because that's what her mom would have wanted her to do. Wow. And then at the end, her mom dies. Yay! Happy endings. My Wait, sorry. My has also been hiding from her mom. Oh. For okay. ever since her mom yeah. got sick. So, so, is it a Disney movie? Um... 
I was I mean, just looking at it. Oh, I just mean the mom dies at the end, so... It's, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, sorry, that'd be that'd the beginning. That'd be the beginning. That's the beginning, yeah. my bad. You know what? The Marvel movies even kept that up, didn't they? Because I'm pretty sure the only mom we've seen die on screen, or sorry, two, Frigga and uh, Peter Quill's mom. Yep, Peter Quill's mom. There you go. That means it's probably a WB movie. Yeah, and also slightly whimsical. But so. Yeah, Abigail Breslin's gonna be the Yeah. So the. So we're still thinking Alioth, er, Alioth, Alioth, I don't give a shit, honestly. He's a smoke monster because, <laughs> god cloud damn puppy. it, I don't even want to give him the distinction of Cloud a Puppy because Marvel, or just movies in general, love smoke creatures or space farts, whatever the hell they are. I'm tired of it. All right. All right. I'm going to let Alioth go as a space cloud or a fucking well, evil cloud I mean, I guess not because space, he is that in the comics yeah admittedly the design in Loki looks a little better too because that just kind of looks like that looks like Galactus from no. Silver Surfer well that and it also looks like somebody somehow reversed suction on a vacuum cleaner kind of and spit a bunch of shit looks out like a coughing from oh, oh, it Just does. Looks a little, a little bit, more like the evil there, a little better there. Yeah, but that also looks like tar. True. Or it could even like kind of looks like the symbiote. Oh wow. You know what? Oh, there we go. Let's get the let's get the king in black. Then. The king in black. Yeah. That's the big bad. Yeah, he that's who's at the end of the fucking time thing is the king in black. Sony. Sony and everybody working together again. There we go. Uh, no. I, well, we know now that if you don't work with Mar with Disney, they'll just buy you out. Yeah. So I mean, Sony was probably it was either you work with us or we're going to buy you out. Mm. Tell me, would you like to have a boss with only four fingers and two very very round ears? <laughs> uh, I did that one day. We went to Walmart, and there was a Mickey plush in the walkway as you enter. And I ran up and I kicked it. And as I made contact with the Mickey, I went <laughs> and kicked it off into the distance. <laughs> Emma could tell me she goes, "I still have nightmares about right. that." <laughs> I, I believe what they call that, what you did, is catharsis. <laughs> yes, yeah. it was very cathartic. <laughs> I I almost do picture like Mickey Mouse as a mob boss now because of all of Marvel's acquisitions. Right. I sorry, all of Disney's acquisitions. Ooh, of you come Marvel. to me on this the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> oh, Mister you you Right. You wouldn't dare stick him on me. Get him, Pluto. Hey, Emika. I'm gonna get your big fucking dude Goofy here to come after you. <laughs> and then just like you wouldn't dare. Gorsh, Mickey, who have I got to kill this time? <laughs> yeah. Power line. Dark. We just went dark here. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, granted, one of the greatest crossovers I ever got was Mickey charging somebody with a, a key, well, what's key called blade. a blade, a keyblade. And going, you'll pay! <laughs> like, I have never been happier than to see a Disney character utter, like, uh, I'm gonna fuck you up live. Right? Right. Uh, oh, King Mickey. 
I don't know. Those damn games were so good. They were. I don't but know why. I like, swear, there were a couple times that Sora was a half a step away from getting Mickey to be like, look at him, shit. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of some other like noteworthy things. Oh, we were talking about Easter eggs. So we yeah. had the frog, the uh, living tribunal's head, so he's not much living anymore. Yellow Jacket's mask. Huge. Yeah. Huge Yellow Jacket mask, which makes me think... Maybe they are in the quantum realm because Yellow Jacket got shrunk. Yeah. So honestly, Yellow Jacket could come back. Yeah, yeah he could. Yellow Jacket. Yeah. Right? Did you see Yellow Jacket's helmet in that last episode? I well, I don't know because if he if he got shrunk into the quantum realm, anywhere he ended up could have. And if the TVA is in the quantum realm, what? then suppose maybe I don't know. So that's a wacky idea. Wait, what if Yellow Jacket's at since, the end of that? Since the helmet was huge, what if it was a Yellow Jacket variant where he doesn't get smaller, he gets bigger? Huh. That's interesting. That's the whole variant. That's it. Maybe. And then uh, the Thanos Copter, I think we already mentioned that one. Yep. I'm trying to think. God, I'm glad they pruned that from the timeline. <laughs> like, Thanos Cop, that would have been the most ridiculous shit. The USS Eldridge. Yeah. That was awesome. The, the fucking ship from the Philadelphia Experiment. Do you know anything about the Philadelphia Experiment? No. It was allegedly, and it's all been proven false, but allegedly the U.S. government was trying to make a battleship turn invisible. Instead, they teleported it. They accidentally teleported it. So the USS Eldridge showing up at the time at the, the void like that was awesome. And then uh, trying to think of some of the other shit that was in there. The different variants. Oh, the Ecto One High Sea Cooler. Yeah, that's what it was. Ecto One High Sea Cooler. Uh, that was fun. Uh, which also gives us that they have Ghostbusters. They know what Ghostbusters is. That makes me happy. Well, I mean, to be fair, there was a lot that was strange in that neighborhood. Right. But... Well, I, I, I almost feel like I can <laughs> hear Tom Holland's Peter Parker going, Have you seen this really old movie? Yeah. It had this green slime ghost monster? And I'm just like... Ugh! Right. Like when he said, you've seen that really old movie and it was Alien? Yeah. And I was just like... Okay, dude, I wasn't born when that movie came out, and I want to punch you in the face. Just to throw a classic Deadpool line in there, it's just like grabbing my suit. I will slap the bitch out of you. <laughs> right. yeah. I'm going to slap the bitch out of you. Yeah. Oh, God. I still love Tom Hollins. Whatever happens at the end of this better set up No Way Home really well. Yeah. And, like... Maybe they, they might even be trolling the fuck out of us Yeah. with No Way Home. Well, it could be because all those rumors, well, I mean, Alfred Molina gave it away that he, who he was. Well, I mean, yeah, but, he was going to be Doc Ock. Yeah, but and, because the rumors of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield being in it as more than just cameos, though, like right. they all three work together kind of thing. I feel like we got a Spider-Verse movie happening without calling it Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. And you can't call it Spider-Verse without Miles and Gwen. So, nope. go fuck yourself. Yeah, exactly. So, And I want a Gwen movie so fucking bad. Like, how cool is that? Uh, the would... Spider-Man of her world is her. And she's a rock and roll drummer. And you know, Like, the... that's so dope! You know what the best part is? It's like Doctor Strange. 
gives us this setup because if the way they I mean, what if the way they stop the multiverse and that is like converging it all together so you get all these different Kind of like what they did with the Marvel comics proper. Yeah. They like, kind of slammed the Ultimate Universe into the regular universe. Hmm. And that's how they killed Deadpool. <laughs> they had to crash another planet into him to kill him. <laughs> and then I feel like he would still grow back. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I mean, his severed limbs that got thrown in a dumpster, grew together, and made an evil Deadpool. So, I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... He keeps severed limbs in his freezer in case he needs one. <laughs> Again, this is why we love Deadpool. We know he's going to be part of the Marvel Universe proper sometime soon. Okay. I don't know. I'm Maybe so scared. I'm so scared of that movie. Because they, they wrestled creative control away from Ryan Reynolds. Hmm. Keeping him on. So, supposedly... Recasting everybody else. Supposedly, Kevin Feige said in an interview not too long ago that just like, yeah, there's a script for it. Ryan's overseeing the script. And I'm like, wait, what? Wait, they're giving it back to him? I don't know. I, I hope. I now, want Zazie Beats back as Domino. yes. I know we're not going to get T.J. Miller's weasel no. because of all the allegations. Let's, but I want Brolin back as Cable. Yeah. Give me Brolin. Give me Zazie Beats. And the three of them in another movie together. I have one other request. Hmm. Oh, Al. Peter. Peter Parker? No, just Peter. Peter. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Wait, Peter. Yeah, he was the joined X Force because he saw the ad. Just oh, Peter. Yeah. Okay, that guy. Yeah. No, I don't know. Maybe. Just you know, he could be the new like substitute for Stanley cameos. He I kind of want Bob. To... Oh, Hydra Bob. Yeah. Hydra Bob. Yep. And I want them to call him Hydra Bob because yeah. we got Bob in the first movie. We did. You know, that's Bob. That's my. <laughs> that would be my favorite part. It's just like, well, Hydra doesn't exist anymore. It's just like, yeah, but you're Hydra Bob. This. <laughs> Well, I know in the comics, Hydra Bob took over Hydra for a hot second. That's... He was stopped by Deadpool, but... <laughs> but, like, because, yeah, if Loki has these such far-reaching consequences as we've heard, it's basically going to be... What like, if we got a Deadpool cameo at the end of this? That's who's in the cathedral. Right, that Deadpool's and, in... Huh, he's got the fucking time watch yeah, from Cable? That would be... <laughs> that would be amazing. And he's just he like, just shows up and he's there. <laughs> Nexus events. I've just been fucking with all of it. That's right. It. <laughs> Can I say real quick, off topic? I got to hear Lucifer say fuck. Yeah. Because you fucking shot me, Daniel. I do love that. That was awesome. And I didn't realize that that's a big TikTok sound right now. Oh, really? Yeah, people are using that a lot. That's so good. But uh, I digress. We do need Deadpool to just be at the end of Loki for yeah. no reason whatsoever. Well, that's the thing. <clears throat> we just need Deadpool to be in every Marvel movie for no reason because, unfortunately, like that's actually an incredibly good use of him. Right? It's just like, I mean, they could have had him show up in Infinity War or Endgame just sitting in a cafe in New York when New York gets attacked and you'd been like, oh, that just makes sense. <laughs> yeah. You know who I would love to see? And this kind of... Huh? What was that? Oh, God, yeah. You know who I would love to see? Underutilized, <laughs> underused, 
super underrated group, Exiles. Oh, yeah. If I remember, if I remember right, TVA does not want to smoke with cable, so that's why they're staying away from Deadpool. Oh. Okay. <laughs> they're staying away from Deadpool? They, they don't want something to do with cable, so that's why they're staying away from Deadpool. Oh, I mean, Cable is a time-traveling badass. Oh, cable does bring the pain. You were right about cable, that. Cable does absolutely bring the pain. I've been watching the X-Men animated series, and every time Cable shows up, he brings the fucking thunder. Oh, God. Like, yeah. every fucking time he shows up. It's just like, oh, fuck, Cable's here. Shit's going to go sideways. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can, we can agree shit went sideways in the most colossal way. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Hmm. I don't know. We're we're just basically rampant, rampantly speculating. Oh yeah, I'm trying and to think going of some off on tangents. Yes. Well, I, but we've been pretty focused. That's true. I we've mean, been, we've not been running away like we the weird part do. is all these tangents seem like possibilities or really good comedic asides. Right? No like, shit, because it, it is a multiversal thing we're talking about, so anything can happen. Oh man. I would love to see a. Uh, <laughs> that's what we get. That's that's Castle Doom, but Deadpool sitting in there as a crossover of a universe from a Deadpool Doom, holding the the fucking gem of Cataract. Yep, Kartok or whatever the fuck it is. Just oh holding it. Oh my god, it. that's that's Deadpool's endgame. He just wants to get that because he loves Juggernaut so much. <laughs> right, he he just wants to get the gem so he could become like Deadpool Juggernaut. D- J- the Jugger Juggerpool. Pool. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds dirty. <laughs> dead or not? Yeah. That sounds like dead or not. Um, I don't know. It's because, I mean, we are in a multiversal thing. So with all the, because we've already seen, look at the little battle of the Lokis. Yeah. So we had one where they had the helmet with bicycle handlebars. Yeah. Like we had the Mongol with the spikes coming out of his head. Yeah, there was clearly... I feel like that one with the bicycle handlebars on his head came from that same universe where we got that really god-awful Fantastic Four movie. Oh! The one that basically no one wants to claim or ever wants to see the light of day kind of thing. The one that basically killed Miles Teller's career? No, not talking about that one. I'm talking about the one in the early 90s. Oh, that one. Yeah. The one that, yeah, the one that's a hush-hush little, like, the worst-kept secret in the world. Yeah. The fact of the matter is nobody's seen it yet. Yep. And I think, I'm pretty sure the people that have committed suicide. Yeah, it might be cursed. <laughs> right? And so, yeah, it's that. It's that. Like, that's the universe that one comes from. There was also one that I saw that kind of looked like a bad Renfair Loki. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. But, so... We had all, Ninja Loki. Yep. That all, was fun. All these kind of variants were very much... Uh, and we have all of these variants, which tells me... There's already a multiverse. Yep. They just keep fucking it up. Like, literally, they're destroying the multiverse. Mm. They're literally wiping out entire branches. And that's why Lokis are probably the most pruned. It's because they cause the most chaos. I mean, what if, what if their whole... I mean, they cause the most chaos, but theirs are directly affecting everything that would come after. Like, they're scared more so of the Lokis than they are of anything else. Which is, I've had that thought, because why are they going, they seem to be going out of their way to prune Lokis. Yeah. Like, I get it, they cause chaos, they're mischievous, and Mm. shit like that. But I do, and like I said, I still think 
We're going to have an evil Loki at the end of this thing. Which makes sense, too, from a Loki elimination standpoint. Of like, I know i got to get rid of the other me's because these guys... Yeah. Know. And it's, it, like, it would make more sense if it was, like, the one. Whereas you kill off your other being, your other selves, all of that knowledge and experience folds into the remaining ones. Hmm. And, like, you know, you have Jet Li, there was just two of them, and they were yeah. damn near gods. So, like... It would make more sense that way. They're killing off the Lokis to absorb all of that energy into themselves to become all-god Loki. Mm. The all-father. That would be interesting, all-father, all-mother. Oh, that'd be really... That'd be a really good one. Trying to become the all-father. Or mother, whichever the case may be. There's part of me that hopes that this Loki gets to remain alive because I kind of wouldn't mind seeing Loki... Come back. Yeah, but... I also kind of wonder if they're going for, like, a Bioshock Infinite approach, which was... See, I never played that one. I played the other two. So, in that, uh, at the end, a whole bunch of... You realize that your character, every time you interact with these people called the Lutesses, uh, that this is not the first time your character, not your version, but your character in general, has done this. Huh. This has happened plenty of times. At one point, they even ask you... matrix Yeah, they ask you to flip a coin... And just like, huh, heads again. Just like, put another mark down. And they do. It has been all heads. Like, 50, 60 times. And they're just like, I'm supposed to eventually want to break the cycle. And they, like, walk off and they're like, oh, shit. You have to play that one. That's the the one in the sky, right? Yeah, and at the end of the game, they quite literally talk about variations. Where they're just like, sometimes it's a city in the sky. Sometimes it's a city underwater. But it all comes from this one event, which was your character after he participated in Wounded Knee, I think. The Battle of Wounded Knee? Yeah. With uh, Custard? I swear it's something along those lines. That he goes on to kind of look to reinvent himself and goes for a baptism uh, and find religion. That's... And it turns out... See, nothing good happens when yeah. you try to find religion. It turns out that he becomes the bad guy that you've been fighting the whole time. Huh. Fuck. So they take Fuck. they take him back to the point when he decides to get the baptism, and instead of baptizing him, they drown him at the zero point. Eliminates the other timelines. Huh. Interesting. So, it, it is interesting, because the girl he's been trying to save is his daughter the whole time, too. Huh. So it's well. Yeah. A lot of this has been, if you think about it, a lot of it has been passing the torch. Yeah. With the exception of Wandavision, we had a passing whole season was passing the Cap Mantle torch. You know, Johnny Walker blue to Johnny Walker black. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that they're talking about a U.S. agent series? I mean, it makes sense. I don't particularly care for it, but I. T- I want to give Kurt Russell's son the benefit of the doubt. Okay, see, I do because he played the part well. He did. Let's let's not. He's muddy. not. He doesn't want to be a bad guy. He wants to be a good guy. Let's not muddy the water on that. He was great. Right. But it's just the way they wrote the character. Even trying to redeem him a little bit at the end, you're just kind of like, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's and it was weird because it's like, well, they're just like, well, he bashed a dude's skull in on the steps or whatever. I'm just like, yeah, but in all honesty, we've taken Loki's redemption. He killed how many people in New right. York? He killed 80 people in three days. He said, don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> and that was before the final battle. Like, right. Good luck. Like, that's, 
So to yeah, me, we've taken Loki's redemption. Yeah, to me, if you're going to accept Loki's redemption, redemption whenever he's killed thousands, like right. you need to accept the fact that old U.S. agent, old Johnny Walker there, got one. Killed one after the guy, well, it wasn't even him that killed him, but he got, his best friend got killed in front of him. So yeah, he snapped a little bit. I would have done the same thing. Yeah. And also, let's face it, the guy he killed was technically a terrorist. True. Yeah. I think that would be that Loki was already a likable character, whereas Phoebe wasn't. True. Did you hear what she said? Yeah, that Loki was likable, and the U.S. agent wasn't. I can agree with that, but it's like, you know. But at the same time, that's far worse. And that poor guy, Kurt Russell's son. Yeah. I can't think of his name. Wyatt. Wyatt. Wyatt Russell. uh, He got death threats. Yeah. That's well, fucking stupid. It's really it's a dumb. TV show. Calm the fuck down. I know. Jesus Christ. It was like, I know that Whedon got death threats when he made Willow gay. Yeah. It's a fucking TV show, people. Right. Jesus. So, but I mean, that's that's my whole point. Because if it's just like, well, he's likable, though. So I didn't mind when he got all those thousands of people killed in the Avengers. Just like, okay. Oh, he's so hot. Oh, my God. I'm like, first off, that's fucking terrible. Right, like, 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 he's attractive. Well, we'll give him another chance. Well, look at it. He's clearly a Grecian god in terms of, like, physique and uh, everything <laughs> like that. So I'll give him the past, like, he killed three million people. He'd be like, well, you know, sometimes you have off days. No. So are you telling me that if <clears throat> Adolf Hitler were an attractive man, we would have been more I was, forgiving? I was more going Osmandius. Osmandius? Yeah. Watchmen, because I'm pretty sure. He's in the comic, he... He's considered pretty attractive. Yeah, he also attacked New York, killed three million people. But I don't think the they know that, though. They don't. But if they did, like, by that same one, they'd be like, well, clearly he saved the planet because we didn't go to nuclear war with Russia. And right. Like, yeah, but now that we know it's a bullshit attack, like, we're doomed. Right. <laughs> like, that's one of those things that, like, nobody needs to say because it brought the world together. Yeah. So... But, I mean, it kind of brings, like, like, the rise of Batman, Batman Rise, Dark Knight Rises yep. vibes where they they did all that shit in, in Harvey Dent's name, and then it comes right. out that Harvey Dent yeah. tried to kill a bunch of fucking people. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. It, it kind of... What's done in the shadows, somebody's going to turn the light switch on sooner or later. Yeah. You know? So... I mean, and that's kind of my point. Like, Ozymandias technically saved billions. Right, by killing millions. Right. So, we're really going that route. Like, And that dude, he's, he's pretty chiseled. Like, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with it. I mean, Jeremy Irons isn't, but... No, but he was also an older version, and let's just face it, dude's still handsome. I got it. I mean, yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy Irons, he's an attractive man. He's a great Alfred. Yeah. Great Alfred. Oh, he was a really good Alfred. Uh he needs to call the guy, though. Like, right, like, I, I, I want to walk up to one of the Alfreds. I don't care if it's one of the voice actor ones, one of the live action ones, but I want to walk up to one of them and just go, Alfred, call the guy. Do you, do you know how close I came the other day to looking through Cameo and seeing that Kevin Conroy was on there? Wait, wait, what? Cameo. You can have, like, celebrities basically record personalized greetings and stuff. To oh, no to shit. You. Kevin Conroy's on there. Is he really? I was $125 away from basically getting a cameo saying, Alfred, call the guy. I would totally get it and send it to Panda Red. Yep, that's all. That's it. That's I was this close. Oh, my God. Like, Panda Red's got a P.O. box. Oh, really? Yeah. 
I'm going to have to get that P.O. box. We're going to have to do that. I mean, yeah. So long as he shares it on TikTok so we can hear it. Kevin Conroy. Alfred Cole guy. So, I'm thinking about the multiversal. If we're going, let's just go ahead and swing back on to Loki for a second here since we we went off on that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's weird because. That's not bad for us, though. No, we're like well, like ten under average right now. That's uh, if maybe a quarter of this podcast is is tangents instead of like a good two thirds of it. <laughs> yeah, the part that's really making me mad is we have one episode left, and I'm pretty sure out of the thirty theories I have in my head, none of them are right. I still feel like the if it's the closest one is the evil Loki. I feel like Kang is the red herring. Kang is the misdirect. I I feel like this will definitely lead to Kang's rise more than anything. But it, we will not see him. No, we're not going to see Kang. Who who plays Kang? Oh, uh, Jonathan. Sure we will see Kang in a cameo. Maybe. I think oh, if we're going to go there, I think we already have that. I think yeah. the timekeepers are yeah. Kang. Maybe maybe we'll see that stupid old Excalibur ship he has. Yeah, maybe. Sword. Did but, you see the Dark Aster? The Dark Aster was in the, one of the things in the background. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, the Dark I'm Aster, sure. the Helicarrier. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're going to do the same thing they did with Thanos when they first introduced Thanos. Um, when you first knew that Thanos was going to be the big, the, the big bad guy for the Avengers. I'm pretty sure that's something I do. Okay. I, I mean, honestly, it could be. The after credits thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jonathan Majors. Yeah, because he was from Lovecraft Country, which I yep. believe just got it just got announced to season two, wasn't it? No, it got canceled. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, Damn. yeah HBO said no. Oh, that's right, because I was extremely shocked at that, because it did really well. He's going to be in the third Creed movie. Oh, yes. nice. I haven't seen the first two. Oh, <laughs> Club really? Yes. Wow. So, Clover uh, Lang. What is he going to be junior? If we can just if we can just throw out something here, another shout out to Panda Red. Are you going to get your own villains or are you going to keep aping fathers? <laughs> <clears throat> it's kind of dickish in that case, but we already got Ivan Drago Jr. So yeah, that was cr- I, like was, I said. I haven't seen them yet. I need was, to watch them. They're both really good. It's one of those that, like, I feel like even though they're just kind of rehashing some of the Rocky classic fights mm-hmm. with, like, what if he fought his kid? Like, that, right. to me, kind of pisses me off. But it, it, it they do it so well, and it's Michael B. Jordan. Right, so, he's Hollywood royalty. He should be. Nah, he is. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. You guys, have you, hey, RBG, have you seen the What If trailer yet? No, I have not. You guys need to watch it, because, like, the whole Iron Man it like it, it starts out like Iron Man, like the first movie, but Killmonger shows up, grabs the bomb that explodes that gives Tony the shrapnel and uh-huh. throws it safely away, and then Tony and Killmonger walk off together in this trailer. That would be awesome. So, and it's Michael B. Jordan and RDJ. Yeah. Um, and I I've heard that Chadwick Boseman. That's yep, his last. That was thing. his He's, last thing he did. Uh, and he's Star-Lord in it. 
Oh, you haven't seen it. Nope. Oh, you guys need to watch it. Okay. Hold on. I'm going mean, to pull up the... Are we kind of running on fumes on this one? Because I think I am... so. I think we're down toward the nitty-gritty. Yeah. Where are I'm... we at? We're at hour 45. Oh, yeah. See, I yeah. didn't figure this would be... Well, it's only six no. episodes. Yeah. I didn't figure this would be long, and I knew we'd be doing a lot of rampant speculation. And that's basically what it's been for the most part. Tangents and random speculation. How, we got, how the whole thing started, and then I think that was the most coherent we yeah. were at the very, very beginning. It's Howard the fucking Duck. Yes, it that's is. That's it. Howard yeah. the Duck is at the end of the timeline, in the void. Uh, let me go with, uh, with T'Challa. A, with a quick Seth Green line of what? Did you think it was anyone else? Like, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I think that's a good place as any to end up. Um, lots shit. of rampant speculation. Uh, thank you for joining us here at... Holy shit. Okay. Uh, wow. I'm showing him the pic- His... images of T'Challa, Star-Lord. Oh, okay. The what if? Yeah. Mm. I want that so bad now. Um, right. So, Okay. Well, I guess on that note, we can end up here, but uh, thank you guys for joining us for another edition of Writing the Nerds, full of our usual tangents and rampant speculation. Uh, as always, I'm Cody, and uh, with me... Kegger. R-B-J. R-B-G. <laughs> I like this that has been one. our Loki episode. Sorry, I'm zoning in and out here. No, you good. You good. All right. And saying that I still note, miss Micah in peace. I know. Man, Micah had the best cutout. He really did. Yeah, but, he was invited. He decided to go into the rooms. So. Okay. Ah, see, we had a chance for it, but... Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, we miss it. Well, in that case, uh, I can't do it. Peace! Right, like, it's just not the same. <laughs> no. No, it's not. We lost our outro. Oh. But... Yes. <laughs> hey, it's funny. It's funny you ended it like that, because that's what the What If trailer starts, um, stuff begins with. <laughs> yeah, it does. Because I think it's Tony doing the picture. Oh, yeah, wow. peace. We do out of a job with peace. Yeah. Wow. So, well, that's a fitting end then. Right? In that case, hey, uh, everybody be safe, enjoy yourselves, and uh, watch Loki, damn it. Indeed. Yeah.